Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. We're continuing the teaching series beyond the ordinary. And this morning, I'm going to be sharing on what I've titled, We've Got to Have Faith. We've Got to Have Faith. If there's a time to have faith, is there a time to put our faith into action? If there's a time to see the hand of God move over us, move over our families, this is the time. This is the time. This is that time. Uh, more than ever before, this COVID-19 pandemic period was a time for us to live the way God recommended that the just shall live by faith. Like we said last week, there's no other way to live than to live by faith. Faith, therefore, is not just uh, something that we go back to from time to time. Faith is the way that we live. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. First John 5, verse 4 and 5. If you want to overcome this season, if you want to overcome what will hold everybody down, if you want to overcome what is here now to hold the entire world down, then you have to focus on the activation of your faith. Glory be to Jesus. Hebrews 11, the Bible says in verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, and by it the elders obtain a good testimony. This season, you will have a good testimony. It shall be a testimony of divine protection, a testimony of open doors, a testimony of a new atmosphere around your life. To the end that when men say there's casting down, you will say, surely there's a lifting up. Can I get an amen to that? You will say there's a lifting up. So the Bible says, now faith is. The evidence of things hoped for, or the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. And by, by it, the elders obtain a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the words were framed, not by fake news, not by breaking news, but by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made out of things which are visible. It means living a life of faith in the midst of pandemonium, in the midst of confusion, can distinguish me, can set me apart to the end that only the things that can happen to God will happen to me. Can I get your amen? And I know this is the time where all of us expect that things that will happen to God are the only things that can happen to us. So if COVID-19 can't touch Jesus, then the Bible says, with God all things are possible, and to him that believes, nothing shall be impossible. Faith, my faith, my work of faith will bring me to the realm of God. That I can walk in the consciousness of my nature in Christ, who I am in Christ Jesus, so day and night I'm aware that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I live by faith and not by sight, and that faith is activated on a consistent basis. So, from last week, we also said that faith is a divine confidence that provokes action. So, faith 
It's divine confidence that provokes action. Confidence in what? That's a big question. Confidence in God and in his reputation. Confidence in God and his reputation. His reputation. 1 John 5 and verse 14. The Bible says, for instance, this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything, if anything, according to his will, he will answer us. Now, there's a way we need to know God to the point that the knowledge of God that we have, we frame our mind to be able to have that kind of confidence that we can act on his word, act upon his reputation, based on his reputation with us. So what kind of reputation does he have with you? Can you boldly say that I know whom I believe, and this season, I'm covered. This season, I live under the shadow of the Almighty. I live in joy. I live in peace. And all things are working together for my good because I know whom I believe. That will be your testimony this season. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Now today, as we dive into this teaching, I want you to understand something. That your journey of faith will be prepared by how well you understand how to live by faith. How to live out faith from within. And one thing that I want all of us to understand is that Jesus described how he lived his life of faith and how things worked around him. And he made it very simple to us. So I'm going to read from John chapter 5 from verse 19 down to 21, Jesus had this to say. The Bible says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. And he will show him greater works than this that you may marvel for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them even so the son gives life to whom he wills jesus described something here to the end that we should understand that faith is not mystical or magic faith is measured more by obedience and that the source of faith is the knowledge of God, the word of God. The source of faith is the knowledge of God. So these are the three big thoughts that I want to share with us today. The three big thoughts. One is that faith is not mystical or magic. Faith is measured more by obedience and that the source of faith is the word of God. Now, when you look at how Jesus spoke to his disciples on the subject of faith, or when thoughts about faith came up in his interactions with his disciples, there's a point we can get to if we only base it on that, that we think that faith is expressed only, is expressed only when uh, we get into trouble, and we activate our faith, 
and then there's divine intervention. Jesus said, no. Faith is about daily obedience. Daily obedience. It's about living in alignment with God's will. It's about living in alignment with God's purpose. It's about seeking the mind of God and aligning with, with it. That's why I said, uh, the son can do nothing of himself. John 5 and 19 there. The son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the father do, that's what he does. That means the easiest thing to get done in this world are the things that God has proposed to do. When I uh, decide to do things that God has proposed to do, I will do it effortlessly. When, my, when I live my life in alignment with God, I see that my faith will work consistently. I'm encouraging everyone this morning that you need to get to a point, especially in this season, where your faith is not used like a spare tire, but the real deal. Yeah. Where your faith is not on reserve, but your faith is on the first team of your life, like we do in football. Yeah. Now, you don't put faith on the reserve bench. Your faith is on the front line all the time, all the time, all the time, understanding that there's no other way to live than to live by faith. So, whether you think about what Jesus told his disciples, when uh, in Matthew 8 and 26, they were in the boat, and there was wind and waves, and uh, the boat was about sinking, and they went and woke him up, and said, don't you care that we perish? Jesus came up. The Bible says, in verse 26, but he said to them, why are you fearful? O ye of little faith, then he arose and rebuked the wind and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled and they, 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 they said, who can this be? Not even, you know, uh, that even the wind and the sea obey him. Jesus did not have to wake up his faith, though he was sleeping. <laughs> his faith was not asleep. Though he was sleeping, they woke him. They that have been up, because if your faith needs to be wound up through one hour prayer, before it will work, you can get into trouble. The devil will take advantage of your life. Because they were awake. They have been speaking to the wind. Jesus woke up from the sleep. His faith is ever ready, ever activated. And he said, oh, you have little faith. <laughs> and they were wondering, who is this guy? That? And Jesus said, you know what? There's no big deal with this. All you need is a life of consistent obedience, which was what we saw in the life of Abraham. Abraham's faith was not premised on divine interventions. It was premised on obedience to God. Obedience to God, which is something that you can practice consistently. Obedience to the word of God, obedience to God, that's why in Genesis 12 and verse 1, when the Bible says God spoke to Abraham, come out of your people, out of your kindred, and go to a place that I will show you. Uh, by the time you get to verse 2 there, what the scripture says is that Abraham departed. Abraham departed. Abraham departed. That call was not to make money. The call was not to see a miracle. The call was based on a relationship that was building up, it was building up with God. And he could obey 
And on the premise of that, the Bible says Abraham became a friend of God. Can you hear me uh, tell anyone around you this morning, are you a friend of God? Are you developing uh, your faith in God based on relationships? Glory be to Jesus. So we can go on and on and on and check the different encounters that Jesus had with his, his disciples and was telling them, Either your faith is small, you know, or not. When you look at all those places, I can give you another example. Mark 11, 23, I mean, 20, verse 20 down to 23. Jesus rebuked the fig tree. And by the time they got back there the next day, the fig tree that he rebuked the day before had withered. And in verse 20, they started to marvel that the fig tree has withered. Mark 11, verse 20. Can you put that up for me? And you know, when, when Jesus would talk about it, all he had to say the Bible says now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from his root. Verse 21, quickly. And Peter, re remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Look at what Jesus, how Jesus responded. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Because if you have faith in God, you can speak to anything. And you don't have to wake it up. It's already in you. That you are aware that my words carry power. But you know, when you read this, or you read uh, where he said, Oh, you have little faith, or uh, whether it's uh, Matthew chapter 8, where, no, 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 Matthew chapter 6, where he was talking about mundane things of this world, clothing and all that. And Jesus said in verse 30, now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? In the places where Jesus mentioned faith, there's always something about either activating my authority or getting one physical thing or the other. And if you follow it through like that, it's possible for you to think that faith is only expressed when we are supposed to get something. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. When we're supposed to get something or make something happen. In Matthew 17, 17, Jesus uh, called them faithless. Again, because they couldn't cast out a demon from a paralytic boy. Demon from a paralytic boy. Then again, it was based on lack of performance. So if you follow the progression you realize that it's easy for us to think that, oh, when I need my faith to work, I just wake it up or do something with it, not something I live with. But Jesus was telling these people, if you live by faith, every time, because the God kind of faith is not magical. It is based on relationship. It is a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. They asked Jesus, what shall we do that we may do the, the works of God? And he said, this is the work of God, that you believe in him that he has sent. The work of God, or living the life of Christ, is living a life of obedience. When I practice a life of obedience consistently, my faith will not need firing up or activation. 
or somebody jump-starting me, like in, you know, you know how we jump-start a car? <laughs> you bring another car, you now connect the, the two battery heads together, and then the thing is powered up. That's the way some people think it works. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's daily practice, daily obedience. Developing my faith muscles with daily activation. That's why it's important for everyone to understand that faith is not mystical or magical, like I said before. So, magic exists to trick, astonish, and perhaps intimidate people. If I can just speak on that first thought, to, to help somebody to understand it better this morning, is to, you know, intimidate people. Faith produces miracles that achieve a useful purpose. Magic is to, you know, just create excitement or to show that somebody is powerful. Faith connects people back to God. Yeah. My faith is not to show that I'm powerful or that I'm a special breed. My faith is to connect people to God to know that there's someone that has a relationship with God who is passing through this place right now. So because I have a relationship with God and I carry God, it's normal for certain things to happen around me and for certain things not to happen around me. Say amen, somebody. Also, it's important in the light of faith not being mystical or magical, to understand that faith is a lifestyle, not a special performance. Can I say that again and again? If that's the only thing you get out of this morning's teaching, please get it right. Faith is a lifestyle, not a special performance. It is beyond the spectacular things. Faith is tested when it's time to obey God. Through faith, we can demonstrate the spectacular or the miraculous but yet, faith itself is not in the spectacular or the miraculous. Faith is not an emergency tool. It is our lifestyle. It is our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. It's our lifestyle. That's why in John chapter 3, Nicodemus went to meet Jesus and was asking the question, all these things that you are doing, what will it take for somebody to be able to do it? We recognize that it's God that is helping you to do it. But what will it take for somebody to do it? And Jesus said, it's not about the doing, it's about the being. Yeah, it's about the being. Except a, uh, uh, he said, except a man be born again, which is a change of nature, because it takes a kind of creature to be able to do certain things. Yeah, human beings talk and walk on two. Dogs bark. They produce sound that is understandable in their realm. Yeah. But in the realm that we operate, in the realm of the spirit, human beings produce sound that move the heavens. And the, the, those sounds cause things to happen on earth. Jesus said, if you are born by the person that gave birth to me, you will make the same kind of sound and heaven will respond to you. Yeah. Heaven will respond to you. And things will happen on earth. That's why scripture says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. It's a sound that a man of faith makes on earth that commands the attention of heaven. May heaven's attention be commanded by your words from now. In the name of the Lord Jesus, may the words of your mouth start to carry the power of the Spirit of God as you speak them forth by faith. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I get a better amen to that? So, uh, secondly, faith is measured by obedience, and obedience is what leads to miracles. So we must not seek miracles directly. Rather, we must seek to walk in obedience with God. We must seek to walk in obedience with God. Though Jesus operated in the spectacular, he said, I can of myself do nothing. Back to that scripture that we started with, John 5 and verse 30. As I hear the Father, I do. It's what I see that I do. So don't downgrade faith down to only the spectacular. Like I said before, Abraham didn't see anything spectacular. Initially, he was just walking with God. Just walking with God. Just walking with God. We must be careful not to be like the people who were with Jesus and uh, he multiplied bread. And the Bible says the following morning, they, they were chasing him all around the place. And Jesus had to talk to them to say, you know what? I know why you are chasing me. It's because of the bread. Yeah, I think that's in John 6. Yeah, from verse 22 uh, down to 20, 29. He said, it's because of the bread. The, the bread that I multiply. You are not chasing me because of a relationship. You are, you are chasing me because uh, of the bread that you had yesterday. The Bible says on the following day, when the people who were standing uh, on the other side of the sea saw that there was uh, no other boat there except that one which his disciples had entered and that Jesus had not entered the boat. Uh, give me the next verse. Verse 23. The Bible says, however, the other boats came from Tiberias near the place where they ate bread after the Lord had given thanks. When the people, therefore, saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into another boat and came to Capernaum seeking Jesus. They were going all over the place just seeking because of the spectacular that they saw the day before. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they, they, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you come here? <laughs> verse 20, 26, please, verse 26. And Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I said to you, you seek me not because, <laughs> not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. You didn't understand why you are seeking me. You're just seeking me for the spectacular. You want another food today. <laughs> That's the way some people think they want to walk with God. Just seeking him for what to get. And Jesus said, your faith is not measured by the, the, the spectacular. It's measured, I mean, it, it, it's measured by the obedience that you have. And we must not downgrade faith to, to the spectacular. Jesus said, don't seek me for bread. Believe me and do, the, they said, how can we do the works of God? They were the ones who asked him that question eventually. Time will not permit me to read everything through. He said, this is the work of God that you believe and daily believe in him that God has sent. Can you tap your neighbor for me? It's time to believe in the word of God. It's time to believe in his word for divine protection. It's time to believe in his word uh, uh, for divine preservation. 
is time to believe in his word and everything that is written concerning your divine prosperity. It's time to believe in his word for wisdom and live it out on a daily basis. That's how we know that you are walking by faith. That's how we know that you are walking by faith. Abraham, the father of faith, was celebrated more for his obedience than the miracles he experienced. Yeah. More for his obedience. Romans chapter 4, verse 19. Uh, when, no, from verse 18 of Romans chapter 4. You see what the scripture says there about Abraham. Romans chapter 4 from verse 18. The scripture talks about the fact that Abraham, uh, contrary to hope, in hope believed. So that he became the father of many nations. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Abraham acted on the word of God. It affected his emotions, his actions. He wouldn't wake up in the morning to curse God or blame Sarah. You know, some people blame their spouses for everything that's happening in their lives. Blame the government. Sometimes we even blame the weather. Blame God and all kinds of things. Abraham, the Bible says, uh, uh, in verse uh, 19 there, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver, verse 20 says, he did not waver in the promises of God. The promise of God. True unbelief but was strengthened. Somebody say, I will, I'm strengthened. Come and say it again. Say, I am strengthened in faith and giving glory to God. Say it after me again. Say, I'm strengthened in faith and I will give glory to God on a daily basis. That's how to live out this life of faith. That's what Abraham did. So the people who walk by faith are those that take instruction and obey. Those that take instruction and obey. And then they see miracles, not that they're chasing miracles. Hearing from God and obeying him is real faith. That's where real faith is. Hearing from God and obeying him. The core of faith is relationship. It's relationship. How are you going to build your relationship with God this season? How are you going to release your faith on the written word of God like Abraham did? The Bible says... He did not waver because of what has been told him that he would be father of many nations. That one word held his spirit together, held his head him together emotionally, so that in the face of affliction, he was strong. He was unwavering. I pray for somebody this season that the hand of God is coming upon you to strengthen you in faith. Your faith will no longer fail. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will no longer give excuses for failure in faith. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory be to God. So the core of faith is relationship. It's relationship. As I start to wrap up today, I'd just like to add to what I've said so far, that the source of faith is the word of God. Abraham anchored his faith on the word. What was spoken to him? So shall your descendants be. So shall your descendants be. And he anchored his faith squarely on it. So the source of faith is the word of God. 
We have confidence in his reputation because we know him. Because we know him. 1 John 5 and 14, this is the confidence that we have in him. This season, I'm speaking the word of God to you today that faith may be strengthened in you. That the God that has kept you till this time will keep you to the end. So build your confidence that you may be able to say this is the confidence that we have in him. If I ask anything according to his will, I know his credit is good with me. He's a faithful God. I judge him faithful. But you need to understand that the way to know him is to hear him. And the way to hear him is to read his word. That's why Romans 10 and 17 says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. And if faith comes, it means faith also goes. In subsequent services, we are going to be discussing, you know, from the next week, how faith comes, now faith goes. But if something comes, it means that it can go as well. So this is the time for you to safeguard your faith. Guard your faith. Jealously. Let no fear steal your faith. Let not anxiety steal your faith. Let not your courage diminish in our God. And let nothing rob you of your confidence in Jehovah. Because God is about to move over your life. And this season, when men say there's casting down, you will say there's a lifting up. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. There's no true source. Of God's will for your life than his word. His word will not return to him void according to Isaiah 55 and verse 11. So I'm encouraging everyone this morning. Pay attention to the word of God. Pay attention to the word of God. Use every means possible to load up yourself with the word. Yeah. Every means possible. Get it on audio. Watch something that will infuse faith in your heart. By the hearing of the word. This is not a time to just sit at home or to walk from home and just be faffing away. Netflix today, YouTube tomorrow, and everything you are consuming are things that are taking faith away from you. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word. Faith goes by the intake of fearful materials. Breaking news that can break your heart. Those are the things that steal your faith. <laughs> May your case not be like the case of, uh, of, of the, 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 the servants of uh, is it a, uh, uh, Elijah or Elisha who says, Alas, my master, you know, we're, we're dead. And God prayed, I mean, the prophet prayed for him, for God to open his eyes. When God opened his eyes, faith was born in his heart because he started to see. That they that are with us are more than they that are with them. In this season, may God open your eyes to see the great plans that he has for you. And for you to understand that what is ahead of you is more than what is behind you. The best of God is always in the future, not in the past. COVID-19 or no COVID-19, our greater days are ahead of us. <laughs> our best days are ahead of us. As a church, our best days are ahead of us. As families, our best days are ahead of us. As individuals, the path of the jobs 
is like shining light. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter. Darkness shall cover the earth. Gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall give us light. And we will shine in the midst of darkness. This is the word of the Lord for you today. And you have to believe it. That's how we live by faith. We believe the word of God. We teach our fears. And we walk in divine confidence. Glory be to Jesus. As I wrap up today, I'll say to you that don't replace relationship with activities. Build your relationship with God by allowing the word of God to dominate your spirit. So this week, these are the big questions as you go into your week. When last did you receive a clear instruction from God? And did you obey? Because this season, God will be giving you instructions. Sometimes God will tell you not to go somewhere. Or sometimes God will tell you to do certain things. God will prompt your heart to check on people, to be nice to somebody, to render help. Some, uh, God may even prompt your heart to sow a seed into somebody's life or give into his kingdom, even this season. You need to be prepared to obey God's word. Secondly, in what ways have you replaced communion with God with working for God? Some people are so used to activities that even this period where most people will be shut in at home, they will still be looking for something to do and not fellowship with God. Yeah. Still be looking, spending time on social media, just checking emails that are not missing or that has no bearing with the fulfillment of your destiny, but yet neglecting a time of communion with God. Because it's in the place of communion, in the sacred place, that's where we build our faith. That's where we hear something that's extraordinary that takes our faith to the next level. Glory be to Jesus. Committing to know God for yourself by studying his word and communicating with him through prayer is what will take your faith to the next level. Lift your two hands to Jesus all over this place. Everyone joining this service today, lift your two hands to Jesus. Except you are driving. Lift your two hands to Jesus. And let God know right now, Lord, I want to be strengthened in faith. I want to be strengthened in faith. I need a kind of faith that can move mountains. As darkness will cover our world, as fear and anxiety will cover our world, help me to build the kind of faith that can withstand pressure. Help me to build the kind of faith that can withstand perilous times, that can withstand dangerous times, that my confidence in you will not be shaken this season. 